Hey everyone, welcome back to Absolute Comics, the weekly show where I get together with Sal and we talk about the news going on in the world of comic books, superheroes, movies, TV shows, comic books themselves, all the fun jazz of the universe. Today's episode right. is brought to you by our sponsor, I think they're still a sponsor, G Fuel. Use the code COMICS at checkout. Don't forget to get yourself some crazy energy. <laughs> I like no, I, I'm pretty sure this is a sponsor. We, I don't know. I got to redo the contract, but now we're at that weird point. Anyway, um, first thing I would talk about today, Sal, is I am catching up on Amazing Spider-Man, and you are wrong. I like that book. All right. <laughs> <laughs> now, there's one in particular issue, though, that I, it's still a little old, because I think they're on nine, and I just read six, the 900 mm-hmm. celebration. Yeah. Did you read that? Yeah. Okay. Well, how did you feel about Doc Ock's arms being like a dog? <laughs> I thought it was really dumb. <laughs> I was like, "What? Is, what? What is this?" The whole rest of the story, I was down with. The Sinister yeah. Six are captured. He has to team up with them. That was great. Right. But the the arms being a dog it was just kind of like, I, I, I I've seen the arms do many things. Um, you know, they've been separated. They've had their they've had a mind of their own. Um, they've been tentacles. They've been adamantium. You know, I've seen them. Uh, there's nothing about them being like puppies or whatever you know them being like you know sentient or at the very least like you know cute uh that is inherently bad i was just kind of like i it was all just a rolling of my eyes moment for me i'm like all right sure (laughs) you know like i mean we just got over remember when nick spencer made gog a thing and then we just forgot about it you know like peter had a cute dog that was actually an alien monster that was supposed to be huge but actually he's tiny and like what are we gonna do with gog and gog like, lasted six issues and then popped up at the end of nick spencer's run i think yes and they were like we got to get rid of gog and i'm like cool <laughs> like I, so you know what i point, missed from the nick spencer run his relationship with boomerang i thought that was probably one of the best angles of it i guarantee you'll never see it again unless oh, nick spencer's never. writing it no Yep. But I just wanted to bring that up. I mean, I haven't read any of today's comics, and I know you haven't because you're still recovering from New York Comic Con. How was yeah. that, Sal? I was good. It was it was great. Met a lot of good people and had a lot of fun. Spent all four days there. Uh, so that was super time, super good time. Uh, I, I heard there were announcements from there. I missed all of them. You know, like I would read about them the next day. I'd be like, oh, that happened? I wasn't <laughs> yeah. there for that. Not too many. There are some, but it was mostly just talking about all the latest comic book events coming up, which yeah, great segue, Sal. That's our first topic today. Yay. (laughs) Marvel's made many major announcements at New York Comic Con, including a new comic, all their new comic book events, such as Avengers Assemble, Dark Web, Sins of Sinister, Captain America Cold War, Summer of the Symbiotes. Well, I wonder what's happening in the summer. Uh, Fall of X and more Fall of X. So now the reign of the X-Men is over, Sal. (laughs) Yep. Or the very least Krakoa. It was, geez, what a, what a short lived period that was, man. Like, I guess I, I, I know, I guarantee you, I know people in the in the comments are going to be like, finally, none too soon, about yeah. time. And it's like, <laughs> you know, Hickman left, like Hickman was ejected from his own initiative because all these people wanted to keep writing about Krakoa. Like, yeah. They he, needed I, to extend. I, I feel Krakoa. like he was going to shut it down. I don't think. I don't think Krakoa was supposed to stick around. There's no, too many. Was gonna... pl- I like Krakoa, but this it makes for too many easy plot holes. I just put out a video for Wolverine that I've had on the channel forever, but Wolverine murders the X-Men again so they can (laughs) revive. (laughs) Right, right. Yeah. No, I mean, I like, I like the Krakoa era in as much as I loved the mystery and the like implications of, uh, of Moira and how that all worked. And when they turned her into a Terminator robot, because Hickman no longer had any involvement and the creators who were like, 
spearheading the next era of Krakoa had like no regard and no desire to like pick up on that idea. I, I was like, I'm out. You know, I haven't been enjoying ever in is... since uh, Inferno. I haven't really been enjoying what they've done with it outside of Wolverine. I'm still reading Wolverine. I'm still digging Wolverine. Inferno but... is like a breakup letter. Inferno <laughs> was like was like was like a was like a big fu. Was like you you coming home and finding the locks changed. Like Inferno feels like Hickman's like angry fu letter. Um, yeah. And we 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 talked to him. He said, "I'm never going to write X Men ever again. Like I'm yeah. never touching that fucking but that 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 that, that dead universe ever again. Like." You could tell he was not happy. <laughs> right. He's playing it in all the interviews. He's playing it nice, nice, but he is not happy with how that went down. Yeah. Um, Summer of Symbiotes is interesting. Have you been Couldn't keeping up less. with Venom? No. Because ever look, I when I'm a huge fan of Venom. Everyone knows that. Yes. But when who's doing it now? Al Ewing. Al Ewing. Al Ewing is started up his thing, and then someone else is doing the Dylan side. I I don't know what's going on, man. And I just. It was like, you know, he's in space and now he's in the future and there's other symbiotes. And like, I'm just like, what is even happening? Yeah. How do we go from like normal Venom, practically Agent Venom, but it's Eddie Brock. Yeah. Conquering the king of symbiotes. And then we're like, and now time travel. <laughs> I, I'm not reading any of Venom, so I have no idea like what you're talking about. <laughs> okay, I'll tell you right now. It starts up with him being the god of the symbiotes. Right. He's got the ability to transfer between any symbiote in the universe because now yep. they're all over the place. Right. And he can right. transfer between them and he gets killed and he ends up waking up in like symbiote heaven where mm. there's this other guy who's trying to command all the symbiotes. And that's as far as I got with it. That was like issue five. It was yeah. just so slow getting to these things. Right. Uh, during that, Dylan is the new traditional Venom Yes. But not, and I don't know where they're going with that either because I stopped reading it five. <laughs> oh my God. And they were yeah. going back and forth. So it'd be like an Eddie issue, a, vet, uh, a Dillard issue, an Eddie issue, a, a Dillard issue. Okay. And then during all of that, they brought Flash Thompson back to life at Extreme Carnage and no one even knows that happened. <laughs> well, uh, there's one person who knows. That's David Pepo's over at Savage Avengers because he's on that team. Oh, is he on that team now? Yeah, he's on that team. He's hooking up with Dagger. <laughs> okay, because he popped up in the in the Spider-Man book, and I'm like, Flash! Yeah, no, what Flash is now a member of the Savage Avengers. Like, he is he is doing stuff. Okay, I gotta go catch up with Savage Avengers. You should, it's tablet. great. I'll download that now. Yeah, download. I was reading it for a little while, then it kind of fell off it, and then yeah. I, I just never got back to it. And then when I heard yeah. that they, were, they had a whole Conan arc that apparently they weren't going to get to finish, I was kind of like, oh, whatever. No, they got to finish it, and they, okay. and they got to get rid of Conan, now he's off the team, and they got a new person. Is it Venom? <laughs> it is not. <laughs> it's Punisher 2099. It's Jake okay. Gallows. Uh, why don't Ghost Rider 2099 would have been better. He's so crazy looking. Yeah. I love um, that book. All right. The rest of these sound pretty sick. Like, the Summer of Symbiotes. I don't know. Did you follow Extreme Carnage? No. Okay. Extreme Carnage basically was Carnage came back, and he was trying, and what they thought he was trying to do is he was trying to murder a congressman. Because symbiotes are now across the world. That's how Extreme Carnage set it up. Which I find hilarious because Venom set that up and Extreme yeah. Carnage set it up and no one else recognizes it. Right. <laughs> the concept Fair. is that after King and Black, all those symbiotes are no longer controlled by Null. Some are good, some are bad, but they're across the planet. Right. Like, okay. They didn't just go away. They're there. That's fair. Okay. Right. And so there was a congressman who was fighting against them, but it was a whole plan by Carnage to get everyone against the humans or something. I forget now because it was really not that great. <laughs> Uh, but they brought back Carnage, a real Carnage, not Cletus, but real Carnage, and they brought back Agent Venom, and they gave him sidekicks like Mania's back. Oh. And 
that just vanished when Extreme Carnage ended. <laughs> well, you know, there aren't a lot of symbiote books, so I get it. But So yeah. I, I'm excited for what Summer of Symbiotes is going to be. I probably should catch up on Venom so I can figure that out. Right. Uh, it's Captain gonna, America it's Cold connect. War, sadly, I have not cared about a Captain America storyline since Secret Empire and before then, never. So <laughs> Right. And and I gotta tell you, man, like if, if we find it if there's like a big goddamn revelation about Captain America, then like I'm out. Because we're still reeling from uh, Secret Empire. Like, yep. if you you don't undo, the, like, leave Steve alone. It's the Captain Marvel syndrome. Yeah. They made Steve evil, and he hasn't really recovered since then. Captain Marvel punched out Tony, and everyone hates her for it. Like, yeah, no, it's true. So it's like, no, man, like, don't screw up Steve. Just leave it alone. Leave it alone. Um, Sins of the Sinister. You thinking Mister Sinister for the X Men or oh, Sinister yeah. Six? No, no, it's it's Mister Sinister. He's got the, okay. the like the diamond and everything like that. It's written by Kieran Gillen, so it's a uh, it is intrinsically connected to the X Men, um, and uh, and that sounds fun because Kieran Gillen is like one of the best writers they have over at X Men, and uh, you know, and, and and they've been building like I trust people like Gillen or Spurrier or um, Ewing to some extent or even Duggan at this point. Um, to pay off some random Hickmany plot threads and like right. Sinister has been a thing that they've set up and played with or at least suggested since Hawks and Pox and I think since the Sinister is going to be like the Chimera program and all that stuff so it's like this will be a pretty big deal for the X-Men not as big as Fall of X but still pretty great right Okay. Dark Web. I heard rumblings about this. It's Spider-Man based. I know that, right? Yeah, it's Spider-Man and X-Men teaming up. It's a it's an event in which uh, Madeline Pryor, the Goblin Queen, teams up with Ben Riley Chasm. And, but he's uh, going to come back. Okay. He's coming back. <laughs> it's God. the two main, two main villains. It's Chasm and uh, the Goblin Queen because they're both <laughs> clones. Yeah. Who are teaming up to do something to the X-Men and Spider-Man. Um it's written by Zeb Wells, so it'll be connected to the main book. Well, Zeb I Wells will... also created the new Ben Riley thing, so he also resurrected Madeline Pryor in Hellions, so he is directly connected to all of those things. Nice. Uh, I, I'm actually liking what Zeb Wells has been doing. I feel like he's kind of like, getting a lot of stuff it. going. Yeah. Uh, I also love that uh, one of the Cuberts is drawing the main dark web series, so I'm like, okay, at least I will read it for that because, like, I love. I think it's Adam Cubert's going to draw it, but it's going to be it's going to look great. Okay. I hope it's good. Um, Avengers Assemble. I don't know anything about this one. Uh, is Jason Aaron done with his run? No. <laughs> the way you said that. Yeah, it's still going. So much disappointment. I think this is the end. I think this is actually ending his run. So, like, at the very He's got least... a lot of issues under his belt. I stand by saying, I think it's a great run. You just have to ignore the rest of the Marvel Universe when you're reading it. Yeah. It's the only way to enjoy it. Yeah, <laughs> I can't. I can't. I've I read, I haven't read I, it since World War She-Hulk. Someone told me there's just a lot of solo stories again. God, I can't wait for anyone else to be writing this book. I look as much as I love it. I want them. To, the Avengers book should be intrinsically connected to the rest of the universe. It yes. should not be a solo thing. Not yeah. the mainline book. No, I. I've. It's been so frustrating because, like, you know, I know that new avengers is 10 years old or more but uh maybe 20 but at this point but uh you know there was a time when the avengers dictated what happened to the rest of the marvel universe 
That's like, what I mean. That's where the book should be, or at least be reflecting what's happening in the rest of the universe. Yeah, I, I couldn't care less about what Aaron has planned for the Avengers or the it's, Marvel it Universe. It started out strong, where it seemed to be slightly connected, but once they got to the point where Moon Knight conquered the planet, that's when I was like, "What the hell are you doing?" Yeah, and literally nobody else cared or referenced it, including right. Like, and then they the except the Moon Knight book. <laughs> yeah, yeah, except for the Moon Knight book, which had to because Moon Knight's in the damn thing. But uh, <laughs> yeah, no, I, I, I'll read. I'll read Captain America: Cold War before I read Avengers Assemble. Damn. Okay. Yeah. I haven't read it since World War She-Hulk, which I thought wasn't terrible. Um, I I feel like it was a wasted name to use World War She-Hulk as your story <laughs> title when you didn't do anything other than have her attack one location. Mm-hmm. Like It's like calling a movie the multiverse of madness and only going right. to two worlds. <laughs> yeah, it's like uh, blatant false advertising. Yeah, like why World War She-Hulk. Okay, she's going to fight Atlantis. That's oh, that's hardly a world war. <laughs> Um, but yeah, those are the events that are coming up. I'm excited for most of these, honestly, because we've needed events again. I know yes. we had event fatigue, but we went, we, we, they pulled, they ripped that bandaid off too quick. Like yeah. we went from event fatigue to no events. We have Avengers versus X-Men versus uh, Eternals going on, which yeah. I still haven't even read. It's I keep been, having phenomenal. it on my tablet and I keep, it's what? It's great. What I have read, I've enjoyed, but it's like, yeah. I haven't sat down and just read it kind of right. a thing. Every time I sit down, I'm like, oh, I'm behind on Spider-Man. Oh, I'm behind mm-hmm. on Batman. Which, by the way, if you've not been reading Chip Zdarsky's Batman, you must. It's Batman. It's, it's incredible. incredible. Yep. Answer me this, because comic books have a tendency to loop on the same plot. And I was talking yep. to someone the other day because they're like, "Oh man, I'm so." It was one of our editors. He's like, "I'm so tired of doing comic books. It's always the same plots." And I'm like, "You're right, but the current Batman book is incredible. It takes the ideas of Babel and it's what did Batman do for himself? Made a goddamn robotic Batman that can kick his ass. That's what he did. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Uh, but I." That has the story has to have been done. Some he must have made a failsafe for himself at some point. Is this the first time we've ever explored that idea? As far as you know, no. This is it. This is failsafe. Like that's I. I don't remember there being like a robot he built. I mean, maybe Brother Eye, but like it. It does. This is so far removed from that. Yeah. I'm. I'm. It, the other thing is, even if it is, it feels authentic and it feels unique and it feels like a fun story that I've never read before. Uh, so I I don't care if there's another one. Like even if there even if there was a reference to another event or another story where Batman had a had a robot that he built to fight himself, it it, it wouldn't matter because this is so authentically unique. It's so the its story is amazing. The Bat Family is incorporated perfectly. Zur uh, N R whatever you want to say, however you pronounce it, is yeah. incorporated amazingly. The art is yep. incredible. Yep. Batman right now with Chip Zdarsky. I, is he is it an ongoing or is he just doing this one off and leaving? Ongoing. He's going to be okay. doing it for at least for as long as he wants to do it. Um, and if you haven't been reading Ram V's Detective, it's also good. Oh, so it's that's like, incredible too. They brought back Barbados. Yeah, yeah. Like, in a really good on. way. No, yeah. it, 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 no, it's weird that both books are so good. Yeah, because we haven't had like Batman has always had like oh Detective's really good right now. Oh Batman's really good right now. It's not normally both are good. No. Like I was talking to someone about detectives, that whole big Arkham Tower thing they tried to do a little while ago, and I'm like, yeah. the concept is great. Mm-hmm. It went on way too long. Yep. Like it was a great idea. It really was. How does the Bat family handle a big situation without Batman? Yeah. But I mean it's basically Gotham Knights the comic. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. Which I was not interested in. <laughs> Um, so anyway, we also announced Moon Knight is going to be getting a second season, as well as announcing that the Shang-Chi director will be handling the upcoming Avengers Kang Dynasty. Those okay. of those are cool. I hope Shang- Moon Knight is actually a show and not just an extended movie this time, because yeah. I like the character and I want to see Moon Knight 
for more than 14 minutes. I don't know how true that is, but apparently reports are that Moon Knight, the actual Moon Knight with the cape and cowl, 14 minutes total in the entire show. That makes sense. That sounds right. Yeah, because they, they were... It was almost like She-Hulk teasing you with Daredevil. That's what they were doing with Moon Knight. Like, yeah. he'll put it on eventually. <laughs> yeah. Oh, he blacked like, out. You didn't see what it was. <laughs> give me a break. Like, give me a break. Yeah. And they had the audacity to, like, show us the suit. Like, we saw that suit at New York Comic Con. They had it up on the stage. And I'm like, yeah? Would have been nice to see that. Yeah. 100%. In the show. <sighs> anyway. Yeah. So uh, the, the Shang-Chi director... I don't know if they did a great job or not. I mean, Shang-Chi was great for the first two thirds and then it was just like a stupid bunch of stuff. It was just, so a, it, was like, it, was a, it was an MCU movie. Yeah. So. And, and then them saying that like the dude who wrote uh multiverse of madness, right. in secret wars. I'm like, Oh, that's, that's a really bad idea. <laughs> <laughs> um, so our next topic is that DC universe infinite is launching an ultra tier. This I read ahead of time. This is amazing. If you didn't read this out. Yeah. Yeah. I heard so, about it. They're doing a new digital comic subscription service. This tier will allow subscribers to get a physical comic in the mail, have access to subscriber-only events, and access to an expanded library of Vertigo and Black Label titles and collected editions. Ultra subscribers will be able to read the latest releases one month after they come out in the comic shops. Mm. And a special offer going up this year, the new, new subscription will cost $100 a year. The price after the special event has not been announced. This is the best way to ease people into digital, not piss off your comic book stores. Because the problem with the original Infinite and the original Marvel one, yeah, they make you wait six months for the comics. Right. So if you care, it's all spoiled. Uh -huh. It's all spoiled. So it was useless to sign up for that service. On top of that, we need physical comics to remain, even if it's a collectible item, to exist. Yep. This yep. is the best of everything, in my opinion, Sal. I agree. I agree with you. I think it's a fantastic plan. It's 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 weird to hear from DC since I know that like they don't know what they're doing half the time. Like I don't know who's yeah. spearheading this initiative, but they deserve a raise because it's a great idea. Yeah. No, I 100% agree with this. A month delay is perfect because I mean that that should drive you to go get the comic right away if you want it, but you won't get you won't have to wait so long you forget it even exists. That's yeah. the problem I run into with my manga because I had to start reading Shonen Jump because I'd be waiting for the new volume to come out. And I'm like, what was happening in that? Right. Why is Deku's arm broken? <laughs> <laughs> so I'm excited yeah. about this one. Same. Yeah, I'm gonna I'm gonna join it right now. Um Next up, this is the one you're talking about a little bit. Charlie Cox himself says that the Disney series might be doing changes to major storylines, emphasizing that Daredevil Born Again is a season one, not a season four. Right. So what I think this means is they're going to pick and choose what they want to carry over and not reference what is actually canon and what's not. Yeah. Yeah, that's exactly <laughs> what it is. Like actors, you know, like because yep. I heard that uh, Deborah Ann Wool has not been invited back or not. They didn't contact her. Uh, is that Alexa? Which, oh, no, no, that's a uh, Karen Page. Okay. No, yeah, Elodie Young is the, uh, I believe, the person who has uh, played Elektra, who is great, and I would love to see. Like, there isn't a casting blemish on that show. Like, right. bring back everyone from Netflix and do it again. But, <laughs> but I don't want it to, I don't want them to do it again. I, I, I want all that history from the show and for them to go, yeah, you know, like, all that happened, and now we're here. Yeah. I mean... <sighs> It's weird. I don't yeah. because they're obviously not doing a full reboot. No, but they the want fact you to that, think of that show. But it's not rumors <laughs> that the actor himself is saying that they're making changes. No, he so, might not know though. Actors don't know like what they're talking about. <laughs> he might just be trying to like cover down. Like you know what? If there's changes, <laughs> yeah, right. Like if there's changes, I don't want to hear it. You know, 
I did hear a fun story um, from him where he was talking to D'Onofrio and he was like, for the first like, couple of years, he was like, uh, he's like, I would talk to Vinny and Vinny would be like, they're going to call us and we're going to come back. And he's like, dude, it's over. The show's over. Like, they're, right. not gonna, they're, they're moved on. He's like, nope. Nope. They want it. They want it too bad. They're going to call us. And then they did. <laughs> I'm like, yay. So it's going to be interesting to see. Um, <clears throat> I guess I, I guess I'll just have to go into Daredevil Born again. Just like it's brand new. Brand new. Yes. It's not linked. Just enjoy for what it is. Yeah. <sighs> no heads being bashed into a corridor cell. <laughs> I, I think we could always just allude to that. I think that happened. I think it's fair. It, it's so much easier then because you're like, oh, it's all it's all established. It's all set up. We, we did all that. And we don't have to do it again. Like we don't have any, we're not going to be compared unfavorably. Right. It's just a continuation. So next up on our news, kind of going through these in a hurry. I'm sorry guys, but uh, I'm right. It's <laughs> just happening. Uh, Black Panther Wakanda to perfect uh, professor <laughs> Wakanda forever has had its world premiere date moved up. Usually world premieres are done a week within the movie's release, but Marvel decided to move this one up a full week to Tuesday, October 25th, two and a half weeks before the movie release in theaters publicly on November 11th. An interesting decision that has not been given the full details as to why it has been moved up. Hmm. So does that mean it's coming out? November 11th, it'll still come out. But October 25th, the spoilers are going to be everywhere because the world premiere is going to be going on. Great. (laughs) Yeah. Good for our business. Um, Yeah. (laughs) I don't know why they moved it up. It's a weird decision. Probably somebody's schedule didn't work out for it or whatever. Yeah. I mean, not much more to say in that, do you think? No, it's, uh, I mean, like, why not just make the release date October 27th or 25th? Yeah. If you're that, yeah, I'm, like, I'm actually looking at the article Dan linked, and yeah, there's nothing really in here. It's weird. It's weird that they moved it, and it's weird. It I I hate the whole like staggered release date, like for yeah. for these major movies. Like just put the movie out, you know, on the same they want, day. They want to have everyone watching the live stream of people walking down the red carpet. <laughs> right, right. I I don't care about that. <laughs> um, and the last bit of news we have today is that Blade's daughter is going to get her own comic series in February. Yeah, I remember them hey, saying Sal, that years ago. Does Blade have a daughter? <laughs> he does now. Does he? Because I, yeah. I, that's an actual question. I'm looking at Googling this. Oh, I know, I know. Um, no, they um, they were going to make a comic of that like years ago. You know, like I remember, I remember a teaser for it. Um, let me take a look at it. Yeah, meet Blade's daughter, who will be appearing in a new comic series. This was 2015. Huh. They were you think they've been holding it this whole time? Uh, they canceled it. And then I remember the writer, uh, the, the creator of the new Daughter of Blade, like was so unhappy with like the delay or with the cancellation that they just they just made an independent comic book and just changed the names. They were like, okay, never mind, it's her. Like she's this now. Um, okay, yeah. her name is Bloodline. Yeah. Okay, I mean, guys, don't worry. We're all, everyone in the world is not aware that she exists because she came up free comic book day this year. Uh, <laughs> That's where she came from. Okay. So she she has not existed. Her name is Brie Briel Brie Brielle Brie, I don't know. I don't know. Um, she's capable of handling situation. Manages to defend herself and her friend Jaden from a vampire that is nothing more than a game controller. Okay, so she's supposed to be like, we're getting with the youth. <laughs> I love when they do that. Marvel's so good at it. Yeah. 
Exactly. Oh, yeah. And then she goes to see her mother because she fought the vampire and magically had powers to defeat him using a game controller as a weapon. And then she goes to her mother who explains that her former lover uh, is Blade and that's who her father is. And that's why she has powers. Oh, no. So we're going to do the ultimate thing of like, oh, your dad's Blade. You didn't even know. <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> I, I don't know, man. Like at this point, I I I, I love how everything is a secret daughter yep and blade then finds out and agrees to watch after her from the vampires that are not of course he does of course he does i mean like (laughs) i mean like because that's the book right that's what the book's gonna be (laughs) like okay we were just having a talk before about like virtue signaling stuff honestly i don't think this is anything to do with virtue signaling or anything i legit think whoever's writing this is like i'll speak to the use with a vampire hunting daughter blade (laughs) yeah i think they think this is just a great idea yep yep um you know the funny thing you know it's funny I, i i think about these things too much um you know Part of my big complaint about Heroes in Crisis back in the day was that, like, it killed a lot of, like, secondary characters that nobody was using. And uh, the reason why it sucks is because, like, nobody was using those characters, nobody cares about them, like, from an editorial standpoint. So as a result, instead of them just being in obscurity and, like, could show up in another book or be dusted off by a, a hungry creator who wants to talk about those characters, they're dead. And so you have to, like go through them you have to go through all these mental gymnastics and continuity gymnastics to to bring them back um the reason why this is connected is because you know you're gonna give blade a daughter blade is a niche character who doesn't sell and to then go like hey we're making a new blade book you're exciting all these blade fans all these niche smaller grouped blade fans and then you go and we're gonna do it by creating a new character that's gonna replace him because yeah, because she is like that's the idea. That's, the idea yeah, is that, like, idea. right? Like the idea isn't gonna be here's here's Blade and his daughter, and it's gonna be like a father daughter team. I mean, it will be, but like the implication is that she will one day replace Blade. Right. That's the whole but, idea. But she won't, because like Blade's gonna sell like four issues, and that's gonna be the end of it. Like because she won't sell. I'll be like, surprised if it makes it past the Ghost Rider that got canceled mid run. Exactly. Which so I still like, hate because that book was great. Yeah. So instead, we're just going to like we're going to change Blade irrevocably and introduce a new character that maybe people will like. I hope they do. But 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 statistically and financially, uh, she doesn't have much of a chance. And as a result, you're going to have this book that Marvel's going to be like, ladies and gentlemen, you're welcome. Blade's daughter's here. People are going to go, what? And we're all going to go, can we just have Blade? I wanted a Blade (laughs) book? Well, you can't have it. It's Blade as a single dad. (laughs) Oh, that's not why I I read Blade? It'll be better better if they made it like Full House, too, where like Blade and his buddies are raising her. (laughs) Yeah, Blade and and Johnny Blaze and Morbius are just hanging out, (laughs) trying to raise a little girl. It's just three men and a baby. Three vamps and a baby. (laughs) Three vamps and a baby. Uh, but, uh, you know, but, but my point being at the end of it, like the book's going to tank and then Blade will have a daughter and it's going to be over there yeah. and like, it'll just be over there forever. Like, it'll be like, what, what was that thing we were talking about at the beginning of this that lasted like four or five issues and then disappeared into the ether? I can't remember. Cause it's so obscure. Yeah. Me either. We were talking about something, but that tells you how bad it is. Right. Like yeah. just these big changes where they're like, we're making sweeping changes to a niche character. Like, 
<sighs> man. Okay. So, all right. Well, anyway, you know what? Real quick, you know what that reminds me of? Mm. Do you remember Ginny Hex? Yes, of course. How can I forget? <laughs> she wasn't created that long ago. Yes, Ginny Hex. Jonah Hex's heir? Like, you know, it, obviously, <laughs> he's from the past. Like, he's he's yeah. been dead for centuries. Like, so it's... <laughs> but, uh, it was yeah. just one of those things where it was like, yeah, we're going to make a niche character for a niche character. We're going to throw her on another book and hope Yeah, and then, yeah. So, I mean, like, you know, maybe someone oh, will remember. Someone too. Lobo's daughter, but Lobo's Crush. daughter lasted like four years. Yeah, they put well, they wouldn't let Crush go, and they put her on the Titans Academy, and it was like, okay, Crush. And by Crush the way, Lobo, she was on Titans, and she did great on Titans. Yeah, like yeah. she was good in that role. Right, but that and was I, it. I, I, that you know, maybe this is more of a Crush situation because like Lobo is also a niche character, and 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 to give Lobo a daughter is to irrevocably change Lobo as well. Um, so you know. Uh, but nobody seems to care. Well, you would think that, but I know you didn't read it. When Lobo met Crush, his exact answer was, I don't know who the hell you are. You don't matter. I got kids all over the cosmos. <laughs> <laughs> that I like. Okay. And then he not, beat not her I... and forced her to do his bidding. So I, I think nice. that actually worked the way they did Lobo and his daughter. Okay. The so whole, that, the whole, that is in the keeping. Whole, the whole Teen Titans arc for her was predicated on, is her father Lobo? And if it is, what will he do when he sees her? Yeah. yeah, he like put a boot to her throat. It's like, no, you're mine. You're my property. Right. <laughs> Ouch. And then in the solo book, which was kind of started out wonky because it was like, oh, it's all about Crush trying to have a normal relationship with a girl who like it was she had like it was like a religious girl. It was really like, what is this? <laughs> and, no, it really was. It was like, okay. what the hell are you trying to write? Halfway through that issue, she gets a call from Lobo to cut that he's changed. Come to the prison to free her. They like talk to him. So you yeah. can make amends for things. And you're like, what am I even reading? This is terrible. Yeah. You've got Crush trying to like date a regular girl who I think was like Jewish and like didn't like her family didn't approve of the lesbian relationship. Like, what are you? This is Crush. Like, what are you doing? Right. Like daughter of Lobo. Yeah. And then daughter of Lobo goes to meet D Lobo. He spills his guts and like tries to like make amends with her. She tells him no, but it turns out the whole thing was a trick. He put a band on her, his like prisoner band on her. Yeah. And since her, she was DNA of him, it thought he was in the cell and he walked out, used her to get out of prison. Oh, okay. And then it was like a whole Chase Lobo thing. And that was cool. And then the whole relationship literally went out the window because the girlfriend would like call her once or twice, but she's busy in jail and that broke up. Yeah. And that was the story. I was like, what are you? Even, who even wrote this? <laughs> right. Yeah. So we'll see what happens with 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 the daughter of uh, of Blade. I'm just my point of bringing up like any of like the sidekick characters is just like, you know, nobody thinks about like the impact they're having on these no. characters when you introduce a character that like, you know, I I always go back to Damien. Where it I'm honestly like, goes into one of the arguments I'm going to be making with my why are comics a manga selling better than comics? One of the reasons is is manga is cherished in Japan. It's like a, an actual thing over there. Yes, and you don't change characters irrevocably. Like no. we're not gonna have a we're not gonna have a My Hero Academia episode come out where it's gonna be like, oh, by the way, Deku had a kid and he's a single dad now because we want to tell that story. It's, right, no, like, that's we not just, gonna happen. You never <laughs> knew that, but like, guess what? Like, I want to make my mark on this character, or at the very least, yeah. in this career, and so I'm gonna make these like sweeping changes. And it's like, oh. Okay. Like, like, oh you know, someone brought up in the chat, but it's a similar one because they mentioned it hella. But the Angela, they just said, yeah. oh yeah, no, there's a tenth realm in Angela. That's gonna completely change Thor. Yeah. yeah, and and then they just didn't care. Like it was, no. what's what's fascinating is like what people will accept and what the and what the publisher will accept. Like it it really is about where it comes from. You know, like yeah. whose idea it was 
and who's in charge of that idea or executing that idea. So I guess in that case, it's like, yeah, that's, we'll see what happens with, with, with Blade's daughter. What was it? What's her name? Uh, Bloodline. Bloodline. Yeah. Uh, what a person in our chat says that manga just overall has better story structure. That that's no. a case by case basis. Yeah. I, I could give you some terrible manga. Right. And I could give you some amazingly structured stories in comic books and some terrible story structure. I think one of the biggest things is that a Batman person can show up and give it an idea for Batman and DC's like, whatever, try it. And we'll just pretend it ever happened if it tanks. Yeah. And manga would be like, No, we're not doing that. Like that's You're gonna right change the character like there's, yeah. there's a whole number of reasons but i do not think story structure you can you can you can cherry pick bad comics and and good manga and vice versa i can give you terrible manga and be like that's why manga shit man exactly like, <laughs> exactly and just say like all of manga is bad because of these bad examples like exactly like it's just like you could say oh all manga manga is amazing because the story structure is better no that i you want to know one of my favorite anime that makes no goddamn sense maybe sal does remembers it because it's good excel saga try telling me the story to excel saga it's all over the fucking place <laughs> I have no idea what that is <laughs> But yeah, it's, I, it's an I, anime yeah. where every episode they tried to spoof another anime, oh, so the God. tone and structure changed every episode. <laughs> that sounds that sounds ridiculous. Like it like, was amazing and exhausting. <laughs> yeah, exactly. That sounds that sounds exhausting. <laughs> but I wish them luck. I hope I hope Bloodline works out. I hope it does everything they wanted to. You know, but like the problem is, Blade's getting a movie. Obviously, you're creating this character so you can like start to like tie into that movie and get people going. But, like, beware the audience that you are trying to ape off of when you are pretending to give them something they want and then don't. You know, yeah. like, we talked about this a little bit. You guys talked about it, I'm sure, about She-Hulk, where it was, like, you know, people being like, whoa, 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 like, why isn't Daredevil in She-Hulk? And it's like, uh, She-Hulk is not really about, like, the Daredevil show. And yeah. it's like, that's fair. That's fair. But you did put him in all the promos, <laughs> which is my point. Like you, that—that's the issue. When you put him in all the promos, I'm like, where the f is? It, 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 pardon well, my French. Where the heck where's is? Uh, where's Daredevil? <laughs> where's Where's Hulk? You know, like yeah. Hulk's in all the promos. Daredevil's in all the promos, and then it's like, uh, and then have them go like, uh, I don't know if you know this, but like he's not going to be in this show. And it's like, okay, that's that's fine. But don't tell me it's going to be. And then, like my other issue was that the the She Hulk battle suit. They, it was right. in the promos. It showed up finally in the Daredevil episode. Yeah, <laughs> which is so weird because that is so the format now for Disney yeah. Plus shows where it's like, oh, second to last episode or last episode, they get to be the superhero. And it's like, that's not a theme. Like, that's not a format. Yeah. <laughs> that, that's not like a structure. Nobody likes that. Nobody no. likes that. Going back to Moon Knight, I liked Moon Knight. But when Moon Knight was there, like, there's like four episodes where I'm like, what are we even doing? Like, yeah. Yeah, when we got on the boat and we're dealing with gods and the hippo person shows up, I'm like. Even that I thought was okay, but what, you you can make that work. There's like three episodes worth of content of Moon Knight that just goes out the window. Oh, yeah. Let's explore the, the Egyptian gods. Let's explore the disassociative identity disorder. Let's mm -hmm. Those are the meats of the show. Let's explore right. Moon Knight and Mr. Knight. Don't explore just randomly walking around Egypt because you think it's cool to jump cut. Right. <laughs> No, it is. It, yeah, we we're here to tell you it's not. Yeah, but uh, yeah, I don't, know. I don't know. Good, good luck. I hope it works out. But all right, guys, I hope you enjoyed today's episode of Absolute Comics. We'll be back next week with more news to go over. Uh, don't forget to like, subscribe, hit that notification bell, and check us out over on Spotify and your favorite podcast network. A high review would do amazing things for us, and we'd really appreciate it. See you guys next time.